to the Chris and Sam podcast. Pull up a bar stool and join us for a random conversation, guaranteed to make you think or your money back. Hello, welcome to episode 245 of the Chris and Sam podcast. My name is Sam. I'm Chris. Hello, welcome. Hey, one thing that we can definitely say, Chris, we are not plagiarizing other podcasts. So that's always good. A big uh, true crime podcast got bailed up because they were basically just copying content straight from another podcast. Oh, really? And they've had to go delete. They've just been deleting episodes like randomly in their back catalog. Oh, wow. And the dollop's been pulled into it as well. Oh. Yeah, because when they first started, uh, Dave Anthony was just reading these articles and stuff. And they hit him up about it ages and ages ago. And he said, oh, I, I... don't know what I'm doing, really. I'm a comedian. And we don't have a website for sources. So they created a separate website. Like, their sources for their episodes are on a different website. Yeah. That's fine. And this guy's just come out uh, after the revelations of this other podcast. He said, well, can we look at the dollop? Because I wrote a book all about the Queen of Welfare. And Dave Anthony's just read whole passages from my book for verbatim. And he went through it. They usually... Oh no! Actually, I was going to say they usually mention who it's from, he, but it's it's um so he it's uh, behind the bastards who's really good at yeah. saying this is from well because he's a journalist from, background. Yeah, he's a yeah, journalist. so uh, this guy said, look, uh, he found out because they sold out a show. He said it was twenty five dollars a ticket. There was like nine hundred people there, and it was basically just and he had passages of what he said and what was out of the book and all of this. So Dave Anthony's just come out onto the Reddit thread that they have, and he said, look, really, really sorry. When we started, when when I got hounded about the first time, I spoke to a lawyer and he said, you need a web uh, sources page and we do that and it's in the show notes. And he goes, I really should have probably spoken to a journalist. I'm sorry. We'll mention you in the next podcast episode and he's going to probably do that with every episode and say that a lot, most of this is sourced from. Yeah. Because that makes sense, right? And yeah. Nobody's yeah. going to worry about that. And the odd person have been, it was like, because this guy's just got his own podcast out just about the welfare queen apparently it's pretty good i think it's called queen or the queen or something like that and people are like are you doing this to promote your thing or what and he said no because he said when you do a book like the one i did it was about three or four years worth of research so a lot of work goes into it yeah yeah and you want to re uh constitute your material re 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 publish it yeah and i think i just want to state if we were plagiarizing another podcast like verbatim there's probably something wrong in the world. <laughs> They've got one screwed up podcast. <laughs> hey, um, you know they won't. Act- they won't be able. We, you know, they would not be able to have the laugh. At Actually, Chris. I've got to say, I, I just um, on this on this topic, I wasn't going to bring it up, but um, Jay Shetty. Do you know much about Jay Shetty? No, I don't think so. So he's a, a now an, an internet phenomenon, and I so bet he is. He does these videos in his own very well. Anyway, so I, I for some reason he popped up on my feed, feed sometime, right? Watch what was, feed though? Face, YouTube, uh, Facebook, Facebook, feed. Oh, Facebook. And I went, oh, okay. Listen to it. Went, that's pretty cool. He's a monk who's turned sort of techno and just tells it like it is and all this sort of stuff. So I think okay. I think I subscribed, or at least some of his stuff kept popping up. So from time to time, and 
then um, when I did that KBB course, they talked about, you know, some of the big guys that have got big, like um, Lewis Howes and Jay Shetty wasn't there. And it's the first time I've heard anyone refer to him. Like, okay. Oh, oh yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. So he's, he's known. Dude. And then, um, then I saw this video from uh, uh, Brett Campbell, who I know through Victor A. 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 Yeah, A. A. Penny. Sorry. I got, I almost go A. A. Penny. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and um, he said, this will be interesting to see how this plays out. And there's this really good-looking um, blonde chick, and she's talking to camera, and it's it's really well cut in that. And I, I'll get you to check it. But she's going, uh, Jay Shetty is, should be called Jay Shetty, um, because all he does is, is rip people off. And I was like, who's this bimbo? And she's just taking a plug at someone. But then... <laughs> She shows all these things of him reading because somebody actually posted, oh, all he is is a professional meme reader. <laughs> so anyone that's done a motivational poster, she shows this motivational oh, poster, wow. 2015, and then him <laughs> reading it out in 2017 as if it, and putting Jay Shetty, written yeah. and performed by Jay I mean, Shetty. And it's all plagiarism. And I went through it and I went, holy crap. So I shared it on Facebook. So watch that video. I might, I'll share it on the... Chris and Sam Facebook page. Now I've mentioned it. Yeah, okay, um, cool. Because people know what it is, and uh, check it out. But it's like, holy crap, this guy's really just totally plagiarized everyone. Just wow, totally. it's crazy though because the world's so big. It's like the world is so connected. You think it would be easy to spot these things, but most people don't care, and it's just so well. Because this chick says in the video, as soon as I started mentioning this, all these people that these influencers are putting their hands up, going, "Yep." Sold, stole some of my stuff because they know what they he stole of theirs, but they don't know yeah, what he stole of everybody yeah. else. I mean, that's the, if you were going to steal things, you'd do little bits from everybody. Yeah, that's pretty much what because, he's done, I think. Yeah. But yeah. Anyway, so that was um, that was interesting, just on pleasure. Um, I love this first story I wrote down here. I Apparently, just, we're I, exporting things. So I, I wrote the headline, so because that's not exact, not at all how it was. Um, I bet it wasn't. I bet it wasn't. <laughs> reported, New Zealand exports homosexuality to the UK. I, I, yeah, okay. I've got questions, but I might wait until I hear what this is about. No, so, um, so a New Zealand stick insect was accidentally um, introduced to the UK, and specifically, I think it's some islands, and I don't get didn't get the name of the islands off the UK coast. Okay. Um, And they did that probably in the 1920s, or they said early parts of the century, so I'm going to say 1920s. Oh, right. Here I was thinking it was some sort of recent thing. No, 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 I'm just saying. So um, these sticking insects apparently went on foliage or or plants or whatever that they took from New Zealand over there. Don't know what it was or anything like that. Okay, yeah, yeah. Um, But um, basically in that process – they pretty much lost all the males. So they're oh, only okay. females. Yeah. So they no longer have sex. Females produce eggs without sex. Yeah. And hatch just females. Oh, Who okay. can also produce eggs. But just females. And it's a species of uh, stick insect that's from New Zealand. So they found this. They went, what's going on here? Went, oh, this is a New Zealand one. And hang on, there's no males. What the hell? Oh, wow. That's pretty interesting. um, So it's thought that that hitchhiking process, like going on the ship and and all that, lost the males in that process. So when they got there, they were maybe just hatching at that time and nature finds a way, as Jurassic Park taught us. Um, That's amazing that it found a way in such a short space of time. 
Yeah. Relatively. Within a generation. Well, it had yeah. to be within a generation. They would have died out. Um, so anyway, so one of the, when they found this, and I think they found this recently, right? So yeah. this has happened a while ago, but they've only found it recently. Okay. They brought some of the eggs back to New Zealand, and they hatched them and introduced them to males to see what would happen. It's like, hey, yeah. And the males were quite happy. They're like, oh, yeah, I know what these are for. Boom, boom. And they got it on. But they could not produce offspring, offspring from mating with a male. Oh, weird. I mean, interesting. Yeah, it's, it's freaky, eh? Yeah. Um, so, you know, it doesn't matter what you know about the world. Um, something always comes up and stumps you. <laughs> it does. Anyway, so that was my uh, my opening story. I, that really tickled me, that one. Last weekend, I went to the Rotorua Kennel Club Dog Show uh, at the Rotorua International Stadium. And uh, it's purebred dogs, whole bunch of ones there. And you can just go and pay a gold coin donation, have a look around and talk to these breeders. I think me and my daughter may have been the only people that weren't dog breeders there at that point. Yeah. And we're walking around and there's, uh, they basically around the outside of a rugby field are all these um, gazebos all set up and the people are in there with their dogs in cages or grooming them, getting ready to bring them out. And we're walking around and there's this huge gust of wind and it picked up the front gazebo, the whole thing, flipped it upside down on the back gazebo. And they were two unrelated people that just happened to be next to each other. The uh, gazebo hit the back one, destroyed it in like seven places, and smashed the woman in the head. Holy crap. All while I'm like right next to it. So I'm like, uh, uh. So I go over and like grab her gazebo, and she's okay. She's not injured. That's fine. The other one. The first one. uh, The back one, which is destroyed. She's still there. And I said, you okay? She goes, look, it hit me in the head, but I'm okay. Okay, so I'm holding her one because it's still windy as because I don't want her one to take off as well. And the other one, they there's some people there and they sort of grab, they flip it over and they manage to take the cover off it. And that one's still complete and okay. So I'm holding her one. I said, look, I'll just hold this. And she said, oh, we're going to have to take this down. I'm like, okay. Then a guy turns up. His name's Peter. He's in a jacket and he's some sort of official. He must run it. He must be the president or something. I'm not sure. High up of the Rotorua Kennel Club. And he's there. And he's trying to figure out what's going on, Rara. Then his wife turns up. And if you've got a stereotypical view of someone that's like in beauty pageants or dog shows or whatever, this is this woman. And she's like, Peter, Peter, come over here. We have to put the thing here. We've got to get that gazebo, move it over here. And he just starts screaming at her. I'm double pegging these. And he's smashing these pegs in. And she's like, hurry up, Peter. And she starts screaming and swearing. And this is in front of everyone. And I'm like, what's going on? And then and then this other woman's telling the woman at the back, oh, just put your gazebo back up. And she's like, I can't. I can't. It's ruined. And it was all, yeah. And I'm just standing there. And I'm like, oh, man, I should have been filming all of this. Um, so we took down the broken one. And her boxes were okay. That's what she had as the breed of dog. And then later on, uh, the, the head woman was on the other side of the field when we went around and she was talking to somebody else and was talking absolute crap about the gazebo situation and this other woman. Oh so, my God. not a good look, but uh, pretty cool looking dogs. And you got a pretty good video out of it. A little video, yeah. share that video? Uh, okay, if you want, yeah. See some <laughs> I dogs. Know, I don't know. Um, okay, so, uh, God. Um, do you want me to do a topic? Yeah, you do one. Yeah, cool. Hey, uh, these young people down in Dunedin, 
entrepreneurs. Actually, they're really young. One's like 18 or 19, one's 20, 21. And this guy from Christchurch, apparently it's three of them, but it was worded weirdly. They've co-founded a thing called Spout Alternatives. They realize that in Wellington alone, they go through 6,000 two-liter bottles of milk a day. Jeez. That's a lot of plastic, eh? So they've made this little keg for milk. They fill up this little keg called a spout. Yeah. And it's pretty cool, actually. Uh, one of the, And these kegs are quite small. So one keg replaces five two-liter bottles. All right. Right. Okay. Because I saw a photo of it online. Yeah. And I didn't bother reading it. And when I saw the story, I went, I'll bet you that's yeah, what that is Yeah, yeah. But the photo was really bad in terms of I didn't know how big it was. And for me, it could have been a 50-liter keg. Like, I yeah. Because there was no um, context no. for it. Yeah, yeah. So, so they've- They've come up with a dispensing system, so they actually have it hooked under a table, and it looks like a little beer spout, yeah. but only milk comes out. And there's a couple of um, cafes trialing it, I think, in Wellington. It's really good. And there's Brilliant lo- idea. Oh, yeah. And this local farmer dude is supplying the milk, but he said if they get any bigger and spread around the country, he'll be in trouble, because he only milks 26 cows. <laughs> <laughs> but I think it's great, and I can see that working everywhere. Oh, absolutely. If you're, you will know, uh, if you're a good business owner, how much milk you are buying and going through. Yeah, because you're buying it. It comes up in your, in your accounts how much you're going yeah. through. And I yeah. mean, let's face it, they're going to be chucking a bit away every Oh, every totally. It'd be well. wastage. Yeah. So do they have to keep... I'm so, not... So is the yeah. container in a fridge? I'm not sure. I didn't really talk about it. I did see a little bit of it on the news, actually. And oh, they were okay. just sort of putting it in this cabinet thing. I assume it's chilled. Yeah, because... I mean, I, it would make sense to do it like they do in a bar, right? You've got a big chiller. Because yeah. most food places will have a walk-in chiller. Ooh. So you have it in there. Yeah, I, I think, you know, yeah, I agree. I think there's um, room for to grow it. Yeah. yeah. Especially for big cafes yeah, and stuff. And it, like you say, it's early days starting off. Super Good early stuff. days. Good stuff. Actually, early days as well. Um, Pick Pico, I guess that's how you say his last name, from Pick's Peanut Butter. Oh, is that actually his name? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Jesus. Uh, so he's um, creating the Nelson Food Factory at the back of Peanut Butter World. And I really want to go to Peanut Butter World. Just <laughs> oh, saying. So do I. Yeah. <laughs> I love Peanut Butter. I mean, Chris is eating from a big fo- <laughs> bucket of peanut four, butter. Four kg. Four kilo of, bu- of peanut butter. Um, so Not picks. But if Pix wants to sponsor the show and send us a four kilo, oh my god! I think of peanut, but Pix peanut butter. We will absolutely eat that. Oh yeah, totally. Um, <laughs> so he actually, the story which we'll link to in our show notes is very detailed about his whole backstory, and basically he did live in Auckland at some point, and he wanted to. Um, he started making furniture and stuff. And he didn't want to sell it, so then he started making other things, and then he created like a maker type space. Yep. For people to build things and that. Anyway, he's doing that for food. And I think this is great. So it's for people that want to make a brand new food product that's not available anymore. And he said on the news article I saw, he said, oh, you might have a family recipe or something. He said, you come in, you make it in a commercial premises. Uh, we help you with the business side of things. You take it out and trial it. See if people like it. If they do, cool. If they don't, come back in. And they sort of rent out the kitchen space uh in blocks of like three months i think it was um oh it was just great cool uh and he said uh there's an email address in the story in our show notes and you can just email him and um hit him up for more details that's a great idea um again not on the show notes but something that you've just reminded me of yeah i went to the um screen 
strategy screen sector strategy hooey. That's right. Sorry, had to get so those it just rolls off the tongue the that one. Yeah, um, the other day, and yeah, um, one of the things that was definitely brought up um, as required in the Waikato was a studio and post production facilities. Yeah, I think there's. Roll in I think use. there's a lot of things the Waikato needs. Oh yeah, just but, in general, not just film stuff. Just I know, but. Um, but it was good that we were going through that. And, um, yeah, we've got quite a, a lot of people involved down here. And, again, went to the Screen Sector Strategy meeting. Yeah. Probably only knew half the people there. Yeah. It's just scary. It's su- surprising, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. I should know most of the people there. Well, you well, think so? Yeah. Hey, Lime Scooters are in Hamilton. You would have seen them yeah, around. everywhere. 200 everywhere. were deployed. Within 48 hours, one guy broke his leg and a couple were thrown in the river. Yeah, you've seen the photo of the ones in the river. That didn't take long to get there. I'm pretty sure I called that in the podcast twice. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, don't think that, the, I think it's a surprise. Yeah. <laughs> I like the bit where the Lyme Public Affairs Manager, Lauren Mentjox. I don't know how you pronounce Mentjox. it. Mentjox. That's how it's spelt. <laughs> <laughs> it's probably... <laughs> <laughs> it's, prob- it's probably pronounced Minno or something. Anyway, Mintjox. Minjox. Yeah. She said no incidents were reported to her, and she's asked the Hamilton operations team to investigate the matter. So I've just got this mental image of the Hamilton operations team of just sitting around doing nothing, going, oh, yeah, some in the river, freaking out now because this person's like, oh, I heard it in the media. There's video on Facebook. What's going on? And there's probably some people driving, you know, quick, get to the river, get to the river, get back in the air, we've got paper down, get the hair dryers out, we'll be fine. Yeah. <laughs> um, I've got to talk about that, is Trump finally losing it? I, I, I don't know if this is... He is for... losing it. He's always lost. He's I mental. Know. So it's just like a roundup of all these things, because it's just blowing my mind. So there was the chosen one, where he's like, I'm... All these other it was the way he it. said it. Yeah, but I'm the chosen one and looks up and puts his hands to the sides. It's just like, uh, okay. And then he did the tweet saying American companies are hereby commanded to do business in the US and stop dealing with China, which dropped the share market like significantly yeah, yeah, within yeah. two minutes. <laughs> Ironically, when he posted that, Trump merchandise, uh, reportedly including 2020 election merchandise, is sitting at customs from China. Of course it is. <laughs> waiting for, for the trade war to sort itself out. So he's like, stop bringing, buying stuff from China. I'm allowed to. I'm the president. I can do whatever I want. But you should. Like, what a nutter. Um, and then there's the recent repost. That suggested Trump. You heard about this, the hurricane. How he's dealing with the hurricane? Yeah, drop a nuke in the middle of in the eye of a hurricane as they form, which is apparently the plot point from Sharknado. Well, one of, <laughs> of course it is. He probably saw it and he yeah. forgot. Because that's scientific. That is. <laughs> well, one of the scientists or something involved in that said, "Look." Actually, it may sound crazy, but he he's a person that just sort of always goes, why can't we do that? And he said it's this this person who's probably just want to keep his job said, actually, that's a good way of thinking about things a bit differently. Yeah, yeah. I'm not well, so sure uh, about that. Yeah, I mean, yeah you've got to be somebody who throws out those questions. I do that from time to time. Why don't we do that? Put random oh, yeah, questions yeah, yeah, out yeah. there. But the reality is, I'm not going to stake. You shouldn't be doing it if you're the president of the yeah, United States. Um, anyway. Did you hear about the space hacker? Yes, I did. 
It's not. It's like the, it's a great headline. The story's so boring. Oh, I like I like the tweet that somebody um, put. Oh, the post somebody put on Facebook. It's a confirmed. 100% of space crime is due to lesbians. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. I thought that was great. I was she, like, oh, that she, made me read it because I didn't read it otherwise. Uh, I was like, yeah. So she got accused of hacking her former spouse's bank account from space. And she did access the account from space uh, the midway through a year long divorce. And she wanted to make sure that there was money in the account to pay for everything as well as childcare. They both still have the same password. And she said that, uh, her, um, she didn't think it was off limits. Her spouse, yeah, she didn't have any problem with it. NASA has no statement and doesn't comment on personal or personnel matters. Yeah. Yeah, fair enough. But good headline. Uh, and, and I like that. Space crime is lesbians. <laughs> it's official. You can't lie. You can't You can't deny it. You cannot deny it. <laughs> I, I um, had a story, the, the, the last chi- chance for the northern white rhino. Yes. So the last male white rhino died last year. I'm reading this and translating it from autocorrect while I'm reading this because that's not what it says. It says, the last make white rhino does last year. <laughs> that's how you normally talk. Don't yeah, lie, yeah. we know. <laughs> there are two surviving females, but they're too old to be a young. So they have sp- frozen sperm from the male from before he was dead. Yes. Uh, they're getting eggs from one of the last females. And they're going to use a southern rhino to be a surrogate to see yeah. if they can um, That'd be cool. keep the species going. But my understanding of it, they didn't mention it at all in the story, but rhinos only bear one or two at a time. They're really oh, right. slow breeders. Yeah. You know, which is one of the reasons they're in that problem in the first place, right? Yeah. And, and I imagine if they're on the uh, prairies, that uh, baby rhino's pretty. Um, vulnerable to everything everything yeah so um but yeah if this doesn't work because it's quite an operation to get the eggs out of the rhino i bet i'm just imagining yeah yeah um yeah um it's quite an operation so yeah if this doesn't work it's extincto crazy not good hey uh we've got a new patreon i forgot to mention oh cool uh hello to jared He's supporting us. Hey, Jared. Thanks, uh, mate. Thanks, mate. Uh, Jared is in the Waikato. If you want to... Uh, I was going to say, let's ring the gong. I've lost the it's gong. It's over there. It's on the gong. <laughs> Hang on. Chris wants to ring the gong to mark this momentous occasion. Yeah, so it happens very... That's the word. Okay, cool. It was Terrible anticlimactic. Gone. Terrible gong. <laughs> Sorry about that. Uh, no, so Jared, a uh, very clever guy, does photos, photography. Uh, if you want to uh, get a headshot, um, check out Jared on Facebook. We'll link him in the show notes. He's yeah, also yeah. doing a project at the moment called In Situ because uh, he'll go into like a workshop and take some photos of some people crafting some things. Oh, nice. Uh, he's- he should craft get you crafting your epic epics um robot costume for your daughter oh it's not that epic it's just a cardboard box we'll it's see. gonna be impressive I'm, I'm impressed we'll I'm see impressed. should have filmed all the making of it oh including the plaster of paris ping pong ball eyeball thing oh the eyeballs yeah they're looking good yeah all right anyway moving on um so did you see the waikato district council nazi party has been blowing up everywhere no not at all <laughs> what well, i don't even know how i missed this one go what's so, happening south south terror Tokoroa Ward, I think it is. Tokoroa Ward. Okay. South, yeah, yeah. South, something like that. Um, some guy, Alan Anderson, I want to say. 
So. Or something Anderson. AAA, anyway. Yeah. Um, he's um, going, oh, you know, if we took Nazi, um, a, a page from Nazi book, we, we could fix everything wrong with the, the New Zealand economy. And so, so that's his, obviously that's, everybody's up and arms So that's his it. platform. Well, I read it, and I read the story. I've got a link to the story here, but um, basically he's really just talking about a socialist style of government. He's saying cap oh, salaries okay. at a certain level, keep everybody at, you know, pay blah, 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 blah. And all he's using the term Nazi for is to get attention. Yeah, but that's um, probably not good. And I, th- well, that's what I wrote here, not a bright move. No. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I, I saw a, a story, and then I went, through the supermarket last night, and it's front page of the whatever newspaper was in there. Yeah, so it's I'm like, yeah, that's pretty dumb, pretty dumb. Hey, um, ever thought oh, I want to be as rich as Bezos? Not really, but okay. Well, because I I heard this thing and I went, that's not right, and I went and did the math, and yeah, okay. So this is the thing: if you wanted to be as rich as Bezos, this is the Chris yeah. Hamlin method of doing that, right? So what you do is yeah. you move in with your mum so you don't have to pay anything. Yes. Is that uh, what he did? Oh, this is how I'm doing it. Oh, sorry. <laughs> okay. <laughs> this is the Chris Adler yeah. method. All right, so you don't pay anything. No, of course. Your mum to pay all your bills. Yes. So you've got no bills. There are no overheads. Right? Yep. Good, good. Now, for the purposes of working this out, we're going to ignore interest. Okay. Right? Okay. okay. Yeah. Um, and then you do a side hustle yep. that nets you $50 million a year. At, oh, easy. Yeah, okay, yeah. so just $50 million, and we're going to keep it that level the whole time. So okay. maybe that's your max production whole time. $50 million, how long? How long is that going to take you to get to... Bezos level. Bezos level? Oh, I don't know, 50 years? 2,180 years. <laughs> so you've got to live a while. Yeah. But yeah, that's mind-blowing figures, right? $50 million a year, which is not a small amount of money, it would still take you 2,180 years to hit his, um, oh, his it's just bank mental way. Eh? I it love, is, I, eh? lo- I love seeing the before and after photo, like when he started and he was all schlubby, and now he's like ripped ass. That's great. Yeah. Hey, we got a movie recommendation from Adam yesterday. Oh yes, yes. Now we ha- have you read? Have you watched the trailers? No, I just read the blurb. Oh, I, so, I watched the trailers. So, Freaking awesome. Okay, so it's called "Sorry to Bother You," and this is what it says on IMDb: In an alternative present-day version of Oakland. Telemarketer Cassius Green discovers a magical key to professional success, propelling him into a universe of greed. So it's Cassius Green because he goes by the nickname Cash because he's all about the green. Of course, oh, Cash yeah. Green. Cash Green. That's clever. <laughs> yeah. So sorry. we haven't seen it yet. Uh, uh, I've seen the uh, trailer, and and the p- big thing that it doesn't talk about there, but basically what it's about is he's you know he's pretty sl- slobby. He can't get a job. Yeah. He gets a job as a telemarketer. Yeah. And then um, some guy, which is actually Danny Glover, is sitting next to him and goes, boy, you're doing that so wrong. you got to do white man voice. And, he, and the, and the oh, wow. thing goes, and he goes, hello. Oh, yes. It's uh, Stan here. I've got a problem with my blah, blah, blah. And so what they've got is actual white guys because there's um, – I watched a couple of videos of the making and oh, stuff because yeah, I was yeah. like – they're not making that voice. There's no physical so way. And they've lip-synced it. Yeah. It's really well done. And it's so funny. It looks so funny. So, yeah, definitely uh, something we're going to watch and we'll yes. report back um, what we uh, think of it when we uh, manage to do that. Um, but, yeah, thank you, Adam. 
Um, yeah, yep. love love the movie recommendations. Uh, yeah, yeah, keep them coming, keep them coming. So yeah, that looks that looks awesome because it wasn't even on my radar that one. No, no, no. That's the thing with Adam and his movie recommendations. <laughs> They're on nobody's radar. <laughs> oh, they would be if you're a film buff. Yeah, yeah. No, I know. Um, I want to talk about this pumice thing because it's quite interesting. So there was an underwater volcanic eruption um, in the South Pacific. Yes. I think in my limited mental geography, we're talking um, to the east of Papua. Yeah. All right. 7th of August. Oh, so you know more about this than I do. I vaguely okay. remember reading the story, and for some reason, 7th of August is stuck in my brain. Oh, okay. So there's a 150 square kilometer Did you patch. see the photo? No. Oh, you need to see the photo, because it's just like, just as... Because this, this is from the BBC World Service, but it's not that that's the interesting part. No. Okay, so 150 uh, square kilometer of pumice is floating in the South Pacific Ocean. Yeah, that's which awesome. Which is a hazard to shipping. Somebody was sailing from Fiji to somewhere yeah, or other yeah, and ran it. through it. Um, wasn't great. Um, but anyway, um, but what is interesting, what, what made me note it down, is they think it offers some true hope for the Australian Great Barrier Reef. Yeah, So the Australian crazy. Great Barrier Reef has been dying for many years now. But what this um, pumice is, it's like a huge sponge. <laughs> sort of is. Um, but all the microorganisms that are floating in the ocean yeah. are going to be hanging onto this pumice. And they're going to take... It's rubbish truck. Okay. I'm hearing it through. It's weird hearing it through the mic. Um and they're going to they're going to hitch a ride to the yeah. Great Barrier Reef, and they reckon those microorganisms could re-inhabit the reef and uh, grow life back into it. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Which is amazing. That's phenomenal. So anyway, I thought that was pretty cool. Good stories. And uh, oh, this I uh, just briefly put that in here this morning because I only read about it this morning. Someone called Jesse Combs died. I was going to say I don't know who that is. She. Uh, on the seventh season of Mythbusters, she came in and hosted seven episodes while Carrie, the main girl, oh. was pregnant. She's the one with lots of tats? No. different. Oh. She was in the first season, and that's right, who okay. I thought it was, but this girl's different. She's a blonde girl. She's 36 or 39, depending what story you read. She holds the land speed record for the fastest female uh, in a rocket car, Holy and shit. she was trying to break the record again, and she died because it crashed. Um, but she was... Uh, yeah, fabricator, welder, everything, car head, did these car shows and stuff, and uh, just thought I'd put that in there in case you know uh, who I'm talking yeah, about. Yeah, no, and that is sad. I used to love Mythbusters. But I it's something like 90% of all uh, land speed record people die, so. Yeah. Um, it's pretty high risk. Yeah. Because you've got a um, rocket strapped to you behind the thing. Uh, um, one more thing, and it's sort of linked to that, I guess. So this ultra marathon winner and i didn't write any of this details down because i just remembered that went oh i'm gonna mention that because it cracks me up okay because i couldn't it's one of those things i read and went nah that's interesting and, and I'll, I'll forget about it but it kept coming back to me and so i'm like oh, i've got to mention it now so this um ultra marathon person won. Yeah. so ultra marathon i don't know it's 200 kilometers or oh, some stupid. ridiculous thing. Yeah, I, can't, I, can't I mean anything over two is just mind blowing <laughs> and um and uh, she won. And they went, oh, so here's the winner's trophy. Yeah. And here's the first female trophy. And then the male who came in second, they went, oh, I've got nothing for you. Because we didn't expect a 
female to win. We were going to give it the first person to the male, and then the first female to the first female. So that's the yeah, and, and, yeah. The, and I'm like, yeah, that's that's got to change. And they, the guy actually said, I'm I'm reevaluating. I think from now on, what I'm going to do is a trophy for the first six people, regardless of who they are. That just seems, which makes sense. That just seems normal. Just have first, <laughs> second, third, whatever. Yeah. So anyway, mm. she's got her two trophies: first female, first person, yeah. and then the male's like, mm. and they they said, oh, we will we'll get uh, a trophy for your first male. But okay. It's just like, yeah, but it, I think what that does show is that in the past. There weren't so many women oh, no, totally. participating, so they did the first me- females to get them. Oh well, at least you'll get something. I guess you, so. You wouldn't, yeah. you wouldn't want to enter if you never had the chance. But now they're up there, and it is equal footing. Yeah, true. So uh, yeah, we just got to change it. So it's an evolution of things, and I think that's as good. So worth mentioning. Uh, very. We're going to come to the end of the podcast right in a second, but uh, we have got uh, approval as media for Armageddon. I'm pretty certain that doesn't give us any special abilities apart from a free ticket. But if it does let us in somewhere, we'll get in there. Oh, we can get in there half an hour before the public, I think. Oh, very good. And so we, which is great because you get a chance to interview people before the noise the chaos. Starts. Yeah. So we are going to do interviews like we do uh, with interesting people at field days. We'll do that at Armageddon. Yeah, um, uh, we're not sure if we're going to keep those as separate interviews yet. or We'll see how we go. Yeah, uh, it so, depends how many we get, yeah, if so, they're any good. <laughs> uh, yeah, I just remember that book guy that time. Oh, God. Um, but yeah, so we'll be doing that, so keep an eye out for that. Uh, that's happening end of October. If you're going to be there, let us know, and we will talk to you as well. And we're going, yeah, absolutely. Uh, and we're going to the racing car. We're going to the ITM V8 supercars in the middle of September. I got free tickets through Field Days. I won a competition, so that's all been sorted as well. So we'll yeah. be going to Pukekohe. We're we going to interview some pit crews. We're right? going to take the gear with us. I'm not sure because I don't know anything about cars, so I can just fake it. <laughs> just Me like, neither. So I'd just be like, oh, so this is a Ford? Cool. Cool, cool, cool. Cool. What tyres are you running on this beast? Oh, uh, yeah. 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 Oh, those tyres. Oh, okay. So, uh, no, it's good. Uh, yeah, so we'll be doing that. Is so, super- Jamie, Jamie, maybe you should give us some hints. Yeah, Jamie, you, uh, if you listen to this, give us some pointers on what we should ask some of these people. Actually, that'd be really good. We could go, Jamie from Australia wants to know. Yeah, yeah, we, we can make it the Jamie episode. Yeah. Because we have no, we might just get lots of uh, audio recordings of. And if we don't, that's Chris doing the sound effects. <laughs> Okay, until next time, I'm Sam. I'm Chris. See ya. Bye. Hope you enjoyed the show. Make sure to subscribe and we'll catch you next week. Don't forget to tell your friend.